yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of The Shoe Program. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. AMR, what's going on, fellas? Going well, man. It's been good times. You know, Happy New Year. We back at it again in 2022. First episode of the new year, man. Yes, sir. Yep. First episode of The Shoe Program for the new year. Uh, I think the big news, fellas, we want to get into. I know we kind of touched on it briefly during the holidays, but halo infinite we gave our reviews the last time but this time we need to go ahead and talk about multiplayer since we've all had a extensive run through and play through of that jamie you can talk about the campaign a little bit and what we thought about that um we'll get into activision currently has a lawsuit against a call of duty cheat distributor uh, we'll talk about a little bit about the gta 5 dr dre dlc rainbow six extraction and e3 is going online only again this year due to COVID. Uh, but let's hop in, fellas, to Halo. Arvin, Jay, what did y'all think about, since we've had a chance to play it now, what do y'all think about the overall experience of multiplayer? Go ahead, Marvin. Um, let you stuck ahead first. You gonna let me go first? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're me, bro. <laughs> me, my review, uh, we're not gonna factor in the last night's uh party up in, in gameplay because I came back today and was destroying people earlier today. Um, this is the first time I've had real fun with a game franchise in a very long time. Like easily. I would say probably well now since twenty twenty two, like four years. I haven't had this much fun since I played the division until now um i really love what they've done with halo i think the possibilities that they have to make it great you know is endless um the small tweaks that i think they could change it's really just us being nerds and just convenience i wish they would change certain certain things and just trying to figure out you know um i'm just ready for campaign co-op that's one thing because i feel like the campaign is just basically going to get neglected until they do that because it's uh, it's cool to play by yourself but i feel like it'll be way more fun if you played it in a co-op fashion multiplayer i love the way that they're rolling out these events and kind of just like making them something uh more of a limited time to incentivize players to come back and actually play to unlock these cool things that we see everybody just wasting money on in microtransactions so I kind of like the ability to be able to get cool things without having to pay, but at the same time, like the progression system is still needs improvement. It's not as bad as I believe when it first came out, where it's like, dude, it was barely impossible to gain levels. But I think with these challenges, being able to focus on the challenges to spread across different game modes to get people to get a feel of all the game modes and kind of use that to accumulate points, the boost system and things of that nature, I think that's really, really cool. I just feel like besides the difficulty it is in just having certain things just blocked behind paywalls or just like incredibly high levels i just think they need to rebalance things if they do that keep these events rolling out where you incentivize people to come back and play for unlockable things and truly rewarding hard work and merit and gameplay for rewards versus like hey you can just circumvent all this kind of like a call of duty model where it's like okay you pay twenty dollars to get these credits you just buy everything in the battle pass you don't have to worry about anything i'm if they can just not fall into that bad habit i think it's dope i've, I've had a lot of fun i don't really notice a ton of cheating i don't notice a lot of uh graphic glitches like what everyone else or P pc players are seeing predominantly i don't see a lot of hacking i just feel like it's just a bare bones, just great system. I haven't gotten bored with the game yet, and we've been playing it for what over a month, multiplayer wise together. So I just think overall it's pretty solid. I, I think the only other thing that I would just just if this is a wish because we already know how this goes, 
if they can just add more of the old school vehicles and also start rolling out some of the old guns that aren't in this one that would be really really cool because you don't have things like the spartan laser and all these other things that we knew were in previous halos in this one so they figure out a way to be able to kind of like put that in the game and slowly move it in i mean i think you gotta hit Okay, well, uh, me personally, I'm, I I pretty much share some of the same, you know, sentiments that, you know, Marv just spoke about. And uh, I think my main issues with the multiplayer are pretty much still the same. And I hope, uh, you know, 343 uh, comes in and, you know, maybe patches that because some of the weapons are still pretty weak. You know, we, I don't know, man, it's just uh, some of these weapons are almost kind of pointless in the game. It's just like I can't remember the name of the weapon that shoots out the, the little orange, the orange oh. little splashes of poison or whatever. It's, it's, <laughs> I, got, I got the full list. I got the full list. I'm gonna go Don't even worry about it. Talking about the oh, yeah, that, about the ravager. Yeah, the ravager. Yeah, it's just um, is that that is a pointless weapon. Doesn't it doesn't do anything if you if you try to use that against somebody, you're pretty much dead. Don't you know? It, it's, it's done deal. Yes, it's, it's it's pointless to have. Um, I, I think the shotgun could be a little bit stronger because it shouldn't take me four yep. shots to kill somebody. Um, well, I'll say about like three on average. About know, three. Two to three. It, about three. I'm averaging yeah. about two to three. It, it depends on how far you are, and I I think the um I do like that the shotgun has like you know a mid range spread, so you can it can shoot pretty far, but still, uh, I, it's just. In, in in certain moments, I need that shotgun. You know, I'm I'm close. I'm right. I feel like if you have a shotgun and you're right in front of somebody and you point that shotgun in, in their head at their head, they should instantly die. It's no reason exactly. why I should gotta, you know, shoot more, shoot more bullets than that. But uh, but yeah, that's just um, that's just some minor things, man. It's just some of the weapons just need to be you know patched up and to make it funner. Uh, what's the weapon, EJ? Where um it reflects against the walls like there's two of them you have the cinder shot the heat wave heat wave the heat wave so yeah you have two shot you have two similar weapons this is one is the heat wave and the other is the cinder shot the cinder shot is actually pretty strong um it it bounces off it actually bounces off of the ground like a basketball so if you uh, so it's very creative it, it's a very creative weapon and if you can use it creatively you can do some you get some creative kills it's very strong it's very strong now the uh, the second weapon, the uh, heat wave, it has a similar effect. It's, instead, it ricochets off of, off of the wall, so it'll ricochet and it'll keep ricocheting until it, you know, it ends or whatever. And uh, so, like, if somebody is like going around a corner, if you can shoot the, if you can shoot it, shoot the wall at an angle, it can still like hit the opponent. The problem is, is that it's it's not strong enough. You're just shooting it for nothing. And I, you know, I, I just feel like it's pointless. The only really, the only time it's really effective is if, you know, the person that you're you're fighting against, you know, maybe runs out of ammo, and then you pretty much just letting the, you know, letting off the whole clip. I mean, it's it, it could be way more stronger. So it's just you know, little nitpicks. I think also, aside from weapons, uh, three four three needs to also put in a uh, a, a feature, or not necessarily a feature, but um, some kind of uh thing that signals when what kind of uh when we have gotten or received a new armor piece because every time we get you know a new Man. armor piece from the game the, i mean from the, the past or whatever I'm ha i have to look through all of the <laughs> both the legend the epic 
and the, uh, the rare armor sets just to look and find what I just want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... Yeah. That's just the whole task in itself. There should be something signifying that, hey, you got something new here. Just maybe a little yellow notification saying, hey, you got a, a new a new item. I don't know why that wasn't done. That's, you know, I think that's something should have been simple. So, um, yeah, I just feel like uh, there should be something with that. And, and this is another nitpick, another nitpick we have these events we had the 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 like the winter the winter event for christmas which is fine and then we have the the return of the fractured uh the fractured tenrai event with the samurai the samurai shit not we all know i like samurai shit it's cool i like i like what they're doing with the armor and everything i think that's cool but what the fuck is the fractured tenrai that's what i want to know i don't know what that is zero i have zero origin story about this at all i was wondering the same thing like why is it called this and why specifically is yeah, this no armor backstory, thing there's, there's no, no backstory. backstory it's just like oh cool we're just gonna make samurai armor right i'm like you know when when apex legends introduced a when apex legends or fortnite had some kind of new event or whatever they had like a whole little intro cgi intro or something explaining what's going on like what what the fuck is this supposed to be I don't understand like give us some lore or something about it you know like i don't y'all y'all just i hope this is not how the events are going to be y'all just naming naming events and and like i don't even know what the fuck a tenrai is what is a tenrai right. <laughs> what it what how how is it fractured you know i don't understand like you know so let's 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 stop be a little lazy let's let's go ahead and put some lore behind these things and make halo a little bit more interesting but that's all I really have to say. Besides the for the uh, for the uh, uh, multiplayer, I think is 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 great. Just has its issues. Gotcha. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat with both of y'all. Me, I'm I'm loving it. I haven't had this much fun in Halo multiplayer since probably Halo Two. Honestly, um, it's just well rounded. They're doing pretty good with everything. Um, I mean, the the issues that we've already had with it. I think Jay, you, you and Marvin kind of went through some of them. Jay, you went through it extensively. There's a there's like six or seven guns that don't even need to be in the game. If you want to keep them in in campaign, that's cool. But um, the Hydra, Spartan Laser, the Disruptor, both plasma pistol and rifle, the Heat Wave and the Ravager, all those guns don't even need to be in multiplayer at all. Because literally, they don't do anything. I know y'all probably have a case for the Hydra, and the Hydra's cool. I mean, I've gotten kills with Hydra it. Works. I'm not gonna say I haven't gotten kills with it. But if you're mid-range to long-range with it, and even when you got the little scope on the dude and it turns red, I got to shoot that shit six times. There's no need for me to shoot that shit six times and kill you. Because by then, you've either gone around the corner, got in a fight with somebody else, or I've gotten killed by somebody else by the time I get enough shots in to kill you. Now, if you're close range, yeah, probably two to three, depending on how close you actually are. But if you're not in the, the actual circular vision of it or circular whatever it is, if it's on the regular, like the regular way that it is when you first get the gun, you're not killing anybody. So that gun, honestly, they can just take that shit out. Um, the Spartan laser, the, that laser is cool. Uh, I just feel like it's really hard to control. Like you can, if you're right on somebody, you can probably kill them in a couple seconds. But if somebody's jumping around or they're moving or they got the boost on it, you're not killing them with the laser. So um, the laser can kind of go too. The disruptor is pointless. Most plasma pistols don't cause any damage. Heat wave, like Jay was saying, like you can bounce that off the wall a hundred times. <laughs> Unless the person's already been weakened by somebody else, you're probably not gonna get the kill with it. And then mm -hmm. Ravenger, he does that little, I think Marv, you were talking about this last night, like it does some like little red liquid on the ground when you hold it. Yeah, it's an alternate. It's like you shooting like almost like an, ex 
acid on the ground. It's weird. And it takes off. It does take off some. Does take off some 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 health, but like it's still not strong enough to do anything. And if you shoot right. at somebody, you have to be point blank range to get a kill with it. So guns is just not necessary. And if they're gonna keep those guns, I suggest that they do like Call of Duty does with certain weapons. Just buff, buff them up. Like give them give them something to make them a little bit stronger. Or give us a reason of actually getting those because you're playing uh, the Fracture Tenrai Fiesta or whatever. If you don't spawn with a certain amount of weapons, like a certain amount of weapons, oh, you're gonna lose. And it, it doesn't matter if you're playing people who aren't that much experienced or not. When I'm when when we're loading out with a plasma pistol and a disruptor, they got a hammer, a sword. There's no way you're not beating them. It's not going to happen. Like and they, they got a run over there too. They run over the uh, what's the thing that uh, they can zoom across the level. That uh, grapple the, hook, uh, bro. Grapple hook. Yeah. If they got a grapple hook and they got those two weapons with the grapple hook, they're gonna go on at least a five kill streak, at least before getting, <laughs> before getting killed. A killing streak. Um, I literally figured out that you could attack people mid. You know how you do slide cancel in COD, right? Yeah. You could do the same thing with a with a grappling hook. Like you can shoot the grappling hook and be in motion going towards an opponent and, and swing before you get to the point where you're supposed to get off the hook and hit someone. Yep. yep. So I'm just kind of like, how? Like what? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I mean, it's just stuff like that. Like some, uh, you know, it's a little cheap stuff. I mean, honestly, they just need to fix that in Fiesta to where it's common you get a certain amount of weapons per game like one team cannot always spawn with rocket launchers and swords that's it, they just can't spawn like that like, and i feel like when we play they spawn with those weapons probably three or four times in a row and, I, and i'll say this from someone who's actually had it happen to me i've spawned with a rocket launcher three times in a row once that should never happen <laughs> like, that should right. never happen like it really should um so it just needs to be more even how they do that and then it, it seems like got three of their teammates who spawn with that one that doesn't have it but then when they kill one of us that does have it their teammate goes and he picks up the rocket launcher now you got four guys jumping around a level rocket launcher you ain't gonna beat that so <laughs> they need to figure out a way to, to make it more even bro um another thing too in my opinion i feel like we play the same levels all the time in halo like right they need they need to whenever they do these updates or these these events we need like one or two new levels bro at least one level like every time you drop a new event like just to add to it like you can go back to halo 2 give us some of the classics from halo 2 you can get us some from the last halo there was actually one level that was pretty good in the last halo like at least do something to where we have more levels because it seems like we're playing the same four levels over and over and over again um but yeah that's one thing i think they need to work on too the battle pass system or whatever they call it for for halo um I recently bought it about two weeks ago. I'm glad I did because I would not get anything if I didn't. Bruh. Um, Literally. Nothing. Me and Marv, originally we first, we didn't have it at first. And every time you level up, you get a challenge swap. Just don't get me wrong, challenge swaps are actually helpful now that I'm, you know, I'm doing trying to level up and go and get to new levels. But I mean, if you're someone who doesn't have battle pass. You you know you you doing challenge swaps and you moving on to the next level it means nothing because you're not getting nothing so nothing at all zero yeah so there's no point it's nothing um yeah they need to work on that as far as people who don't want to pay for it I'm not saying that 
people who, who are just doing it for free, they should always get the armor that we get always. Maybe give them something that's cool or, or, or every 15, 20 levels, maybe every 20 levels, since there's only what, 100? Every 20 levels, give them like a cool piece of armor or give them like a new a new uh, color scheme or something like that. Like throw that in there so where it's like, it actually gives people an incentive who don't buy the battle pass to keep playing. Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, if I didn't buy the battle pass, I probably would've stopped playing Halo by now. Boy. <laughs> Cause there's no point, no point to keep no going. Point, right? What are you going for? Um, right. So, and I don't like that either. Like, yeah. why, why are you requiring people to buy a battle pass to get all the cool stuff in the game? Like me, I know I can afford to battle pass, but like, what if you're a kid and you got Halo and you want to enjoy Halo and it's like, hey, I got to ask my mom for $10 in order to play and like get cool things. If not, like I'm going to literally just be sitting here just twiddling my thumbs, just doing the same repetitive thing and with the same armor from day one. Because exactly. exactly, and your parents probably bought the Xbox, so they spent four or five hundred dollars on the Xbox. They already bought you the game, which is another fifty or sixty of the battle pass they're paying per month. I mean, I want to give you ten bucks to get a new armor or to get something like that. Right. So, yeah, I feel you. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah, right. it, you can't just give them challenge swaps and then every now and then you give me like a little a, a new glove. Who cares about that, bro? Like that that does nothing. So you need to fix the battle pass system as far as how that goes and how that works. Um. I don't know about y'all but like i feel like we get no armor colors in this game um bruh we've gotten well, one for armor. new armor set color that was for free and that was a christmas shit which was actually cool but past january nobody's gonna be wearing that um and then it's like we may get like a blue but it's it feels like it's like just like a, a normal blue that comes in every other color like there's like two different blues that look exactly the same on the battle pass um yeah, boy and then there was one that I saw that had like green, blue, and yellow. But when I actually scrolled over to it, the colors that were on the wheel, it was only the color of like the belt, the two lights on the top, and the light on the shoes. The rest of the thing was gray. I'm just like, bro, you're not really giving us anything. That's nothing. No one cares about like the color of the belt. We want to see like the actual <laughs> Spartan, a different color Spartan. So right. I don't know what it is. Like this is one of the only games I can tell you where like, our reward is a color because usually when you play games and shit like that colors are free so mm-hmm. if this is the case and how they which i get it because it's different for halo but if this is the case this is how they're going to go about it they need to figure out a way to give us cool new colors and not just put all the badass colors in the store um yeah i bought my first item in the store the other day which I mean, I, I said I wasn't, but I had to do it. It was the Green Ranger shit, and, and <laughs> there I had to go do it. Um, but honestly, like I said, for me, that eight ninety nine that I spent, I'll never find that color on the battle pass. You, and you just you're not gonna find Bruh, it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Y'all got the cool colors. Like I'm not buying none of that. And I'm just trying <laughs> to you know figure it out. Me personally, I'm just like, fam, just give us a Spartan edit option to make customized colors, bro. If they Excuse do that, they're going to lose money. I, I thought I was just about to say that next. If they me, just, just let me be able to make my own custom money. color, dog, and, and unlock the pieces to make it look even more edgier, And but I can still just edit the colors, bro. Or even if they did, if they gave us, like, let's say they gave us the like the one that Jay got. Jay has, like, the Iron Man type armor shit. If they gave us that, and they were like, okay, well, we're basically giving you two colors in this. We're giving you red, and we're giving you gold. Now you can go on your Spartan and place the red and gold wherever you want to on the armor. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, maybe if it's like that, and then when you use that certain armor, you can change it to different areas of the armor so it doesn't look the same all the time. See what I'm saying? So 
Right. That would be cool if they could even do something like that. But right now, it's just basically they give you the color. That's what it looks like. Um, well, we know why they're, why they're doing that because, uh, you know, and I almost forgot this, but because I got to keep remembering it. But, you know, the multiplayer is, is, is free to play. So you have a lot of people playing the Halo multiplayer who don't even own the game and that's probably why they're doing that is because all those they want people to buy the colors they want people to put some money into the game so a lot of people that don't have the game you you're gonna have to buy stuff because remember there's a lot of stuff too that's inside the campaign that you you uh, other players won't be able to get um emblem and color wise too as well i mean not some not things that are really really special but there's just extra colors and stuff that you can get that won't be available unless you have the game so they're just, they're, it's just that's just the reason they want they want people to buy the shit. But I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that that's it. Also, I think they just need to get more consistent with the shit that's in the store too. Like I think Jay, we talked about this last night. If you're gonna offer something and it's a badass item, and I go in there week one or Jay goes in there week one and he buys the armor and everybody like, oh this shit cool, and then two weeks you take it out. Cause you only have four slots for new armors in the store um why can't i buy that armor now that is that, that is two weeks later and i can't go buy the armor that jay had two weeks ago um you know call of duty kind of did the same thing in the past where initially they were only offering certain armor like every two to three weeks and then if you missed it you missed it but after a certain point i guess the community got together and told them about it because now on the Call of Duty servers, once an item is released, you can go back and purchase it from any season. Anytime they release something, you just go to it and you click it and you can buy it. Um, which I understand certain people don't want to be able to have everybody having the same armor. And you know, it's not cool if, if we're all wearing Iron Man at the same time. But then again, like being an adult and being someone who's not gonna be on the game every single day or all the time, I may miss an event or miss it if I'm out of town, if I'm doing something, you know, I'm not on the game all the time. So there needs to be a library for stuff that you can actually buy in the stores. People can go back and search through and find it. Uh, that's just my personal opinion on that because it's it doesn't make sense for someone to be able to not get it two or three weeks later after someone else has bought something. Um, and then for me, last thing I'll probably say is the performance-based like system, they need that badly because you can't go on a run where you where you got 20 kills and five deaths and you get to you just get the same amount of points that everybody else get and it doesn't actually matter or give you a level up on the battle pass or anything like that. Like it, like they need something that's performance-based. So someone like myself who has beat the weekly challenges. Now I'm not doing anything. I'm just basically just playing the game just to play the game, which is cool. But if it's a performance based, I may be able to be able to earn like 250 to 300 XP instead of just earning 50 per match. So, right. Yeah, I right. think that's that that's something major more so than anything. They need to do the performance based system on there for sure. I mean, especially if you me, you know, I'm shit, I'm I'm trying to find out where the scouts at, man. Hey, look, I need to be on somebody uh <laughs> I need to be on somebody Halo team, man. Come on now. Real. Hey. I'm just saying I'm racking up these kills like this, man. Y'all need to, you know, especially I, I do you know how, how many levels I would man? I'm just saying I'm 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 dangerous. I'm dangerous <laughs> in Halo. I'm just saying. You're crazy. Now my real, real another pet peeve, man. They need to make guns more formidable against vehicles, bro. It doesn't make any sense that everything but a gravity hammer and a skewer is pretty much pointless 
against vehicle. Oh, yeah. The Hydra, the Hydra, I say the Hydra is, um, the, I know the Hydra. is the best towards the vehicle. That should have been It is. Depending on how big it is. But the Hydra itself, I think the Hydra, you know, the Hydra has those two modes. You 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 can, it's the manual the manual shot and then the auto shot. I, I feel like if you have right. the Hydra, you can take down a, a vehicle. Down a vehicle. And I, right. Because it, it, you know, it tracks it. But yeah, you're right. Like some of the guns, uh, yeah, some of the guns are just not going to be effective against the, um, against uh, those those freaking um, banshees flying all over the place and the hornets and, and shit like that. So yeah, it's, it's not happening. You'll die before you even get a chance to aim. Yeah, yep. they got changed spawns too. Yeah, that's another well, one. Spawn We've been killing is kill. really really bad. Yeah, that's. It's been getting ridiculous with the spawn killing, spawn killing as of late, especially in the the Fiesta type modes too. So like if you if you're if you got a team that you're already playing against that's getting rocket launchers and swords and stuff, and as soon as you appear, you know a few feet away from it's over. So it's like they're already getting extra points off of off of nothing, not even not skill or anything. It's just you know you just happen to be in the wrong place, wrong time. It's just that definitely got to fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah. Jay, let's talk a little bit about the um, the campaign. I know Marvin hasn't finished it yet, but um, what do you think about the campaign and just the story overall and the open world system in it? I thought the campaign was amazing. I um, I know they were saying like the campaign was like what twenty hours or ten hours? Was it ten hours or twenty hours? They were saying they were saying it was like real short. Well, I gave I gave the game at least maybe uh, maybe thirty maybe 30 40 hours probably in my my play because i i didn't just straight up just go do all of the the, the missions the story missions i was going around doing all of these side missions doing all of the fo the five towers uh going around assassinating all the um the the special coven uh spanish uh, the 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 banish i'm sorry the special banish members like going around getting that stuff, going around getting no armor core pieces. I was li- like literally going around the map, exploring the map, taking my time. And then every now and then when I had like maybe taken over an area, I would go do, you know, a story mission. And then I would, then I would rinse and repeat because I was actually just trying to, you know, I want, I didn't want to rush through it. I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to go ahead and just, I wanted to experience the game and have fun and enjoy the game. And the campaign was amazing. I do. I, I, I definitely enjoy it. I definitely enjoy it. Uh, I, I thought it was really great. I like what I like where the story is going now. I do. Uh, after I ended, I completed the game. I do like where it's going. I'm very, uh, well, I'm puzzled because I'm very puzzled because after the events in the story, I now I'm asking myself how long is this going to take until we get to the next game, mm-hmm. and. And I, I just don't want to. I don't want to lose interest. But I'm like, damn, I'm gonna wait. We're gonna have to wait how many years for the next game? It's crazy, because I know we were talking about. Uh, I'm gonna cut you off, Jay. Let me speak on that real quick for a second. I heard something that I think is concerning, and I'm not sure if it's correct or not. But I was listening to the Xbox podcast that IGN does, uh, Unlocked or whatever that, that the podcast is, and they were Xbox Unlocked. Yep. Yeah, they were talking about how the system is going to work now for halo games and apparently this is what i heard i don't know if this is correct but halo infinite is supposed to be like the last installment and when i say like the last installment like they're not going to do like halo 6 or halo 7 or whatever 
So basically what they're going to do is do like updates to this game. So like when the next one comes out, it'll be a brand new story. And, you know, like, I guess they'll add on to like parts of the game to like new levels or new areas of the of the ring. Or if they go somewhere else, they might do like an offshoot where you go somewhere. But what I heard, they're kind of doing it like these other games where it's just you just update the current game that's currently out. So wow. they haven't said how big those updates are going to be, like if it's going to be like DLC sized or if it's going to actually be like a full game size like the game we just got. So that's interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, that that would be cool. I, w- I don't have an issue with that. That, that would be cool because, uh, you know, that's something that, like, other, you know, gaming companies need to do, like 2K. You know, 2K, you know, if you know you're not going to be updating the game and updating the engine every year, you know, just update some of the stuff and just, you know, give right. it a big patch. And, you know, uh, just like how they're doing with Warzone where you, they can just, you know, put the new map in and stuff like that. I, do something like that. I think that's cool because I really don't want to have to wait five years for another Halo game. Like, that's stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Add more maps. Yeah. You know, just you, especially with the, with it being on Game Pass, with it being on Game Pass, you just put the shit on Game Pass and let us just, you know, install it or whatever. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I, if this, if this is what it's going to be, then you know what it's sounding like. It's sounding like, um, almost like Destiny, uh, Destiny 2, where, um, uh, when Bungie, like, you know, well, Destiny is more of an MMO, MMO shooter, but they update, they, they just update their game. Like, Destiny 2 has been around for, what, I think, four years, five years now, and all they do is just update their game and put new, you know, planets in and stuff like that. So, and they're, they're using the same engine. So, yeah, I, I, I don't see, I don't see why they wouldn't do, um, I don't see why they wouldn't do that for Halo Infinite. And then you think about the title. Like you said, you, you know, they're not doing the numbers anymore. They're not doing like Halo 6 or 7. And this is Halo Infinite. I was asking myself at the end of the game, okay, what's infinite about this shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's infinite about this if if we got to wait for a whole another game? Like, I don't see the... like. Why is this infinite? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I would I would like that. I would, I, that would be cool. I, that would be That'd cool. Be uh, that would definitely save the game's, save the game's lifespan. But because story wise, like I said, there's there's so much potential. I like where they're going with it. I like what they're going with it, and uh, uh, I just don't want to have to wait that long. So, uh, story was great. I like everything they did with the uh, the whole story incorporated with Banish, the whole uh, the weapon of Cortana uh, uh, situation. I didn't know if you wanna you wanted to spoil it or not. Spoil, I mean, like go through the story details. Maybe you want to do that, EJ. But you know, I enjoyed the story. I'm glad to see where it goes. It looks like. Uh, we're about to have a brand new enemy as I ended. The, we ended the game, and it's going to be a brand new enemy that's, a, that's apparently uh, uh, up to par with the uh, the flood, called the Endless. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see how that how that pops off. I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna go through the whole thing because you know Halo. I guess the Halo universe more than I mean. I know the story from the beginning till now. But I mean, the only the major thing that I for me, you can tell me if you got more from this, the major thing in the story that I got was that the weapon or the new AI that Master Chief is using is basically a clone of Cortana in a sense, but Mm -hmm. she's obviously her own person, but all her subsystems and everything that she's made of and like her personality and stuff is kind of basically the same as Cortana and, you know, Cortana was bad or turned bad in the last game and then she's pretty much bad going into this game and then she ends up 
figuring out or finding out that what she's been doing is wrong or, or seeing it from the eyes of the bandits and she figured out that she messed up and so she kind of leaves a trail for the weapon and master chief to get to the certain part of the end of the game where you have to do the final battle and she helps him out in a way even though she's already dead but she helps him out in a way to where they can progress to the final stage of the game and and beat i don't know what that chick's name was jay that was that was uh flying all around the level at the end um that was the was it harbinger it might have been harbinger yeah um to beat the harbinger basically cortana left you like a detailed path and a way to get to that the ending of the game um and so it was kind of like a you know she's not with master chief anymore but he kind of has the weapon now who is another version of cortana in a sense um what i wanted to ask you was you know at the very end they the pilot reveals who he is like they, he actually tells him his name and then he asked cortana like what's your name and then, and then chief was like well you know you can decide your own name and she's like i think i already got one so is she gonna say her name is cortana too or what is she trying to say bro that's what I meant. That's what I pretty much got the impression of. Like she, it's that's their way of like redeeming Cortana. So she's gonna become a Cortana. So like it's gonna be like Cortana never left. That's pretty bullshit. much. That's bullshit. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a huge Cortana fan. Like I really when when they made her bad and stuff, I was like, damn, that's fucked up. But at the yeah. same time, like you chose that that decision. That's the route you went. And even though she redeemed herself, which she did, she redeemed herself at the end of this one because she turned back and recognize what she did was messed up. She helped Master Chief out so he could end the Harbinger's ways and all that kind of stuff like that. Cool, that's the end of Cortana. Even though you made this new chick and you've kind of cloned her off of Cortana, she has her own personality. She sounds a little different than Cortana. She acts a little different than Cortana. I mean, she does like some of the same hand motions and all that shit, but at the same time, she's a new entity. You know what I'm saying? Do not mm -hmm. say her name is Cortana because she ain't Cortana. We've already had Cortana. Cortana stands <laughs> on her own. So I'm, I'm hoping that they don't do that. But, but, but it sounds like they will from how it ended. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was, uh, that was trippy, man. I, I didn't, I, I didn't think, uh, I, you know, well, when you get, when you get her, when you get the weapon early on in the game, uh, and then you start playing, playing with her throughout the missions, you know, uh, it, like they were calling her the weapon the whole time, so I was like, okay, cool. This is, you know, this is basically pretty much Cortana. You already you understand that this is pretty much Cortana, but as the as you start going through the game and you start seeing the flashbacks and uh, you start seeing Cortana come in or whatever, you you pretty much get what they're trying to do. And I guess you, I'm assuming I didn't, I don't remember any being any like bad, you know, uh, some bad press about you know making Cortana the uh, evil in uh halo halo 5 guardians i don't remember uh i don't remember it being you know that bad or an issue but apparently they felt you know the need to fix that and and and, and set that straight so they did it and they did it so <laughs> it, you know it is what it is yeah but overall just i think the story was really was was good um cool maybe you can go into jay like who the villain who, who uh the main guy is that we see at the very end of like the end credit scene. Yeah. So, well, that goes in, that ties in with the beginning of the game, the beginning of the game, we see this awesome ass badass fight scene against uh master chief and Atriox. If you remember, 
if you've played any of the Halo Wars games, you know that Halo Wars, the spinoff, has, uh, uh, they're basically uh, real-time strategy games, and uh, Atriox was a big, uh, one, like the, the big villain in that in that series, but now he's crossed over. Like, if you play the end of Halo Wars 2, do you know that it was pretty much leading to an eventual uh, meetup between Master Chief and Atriox, who's the leader of the Banish, a different sect of the of the Covenant. They pulled away from the Covenant and they don't believe what the Covenant believes anymore. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they're called the Banished. And this the beginning of Halo Infinite is badass scene where Atriox is literally fucking the shit out of fucking Master Chief. He's beating the fuck out of Master Chief. Like this dude grabbing mm-hmm. Master Chief by the leg, it was some Thanos level shit. You know, I, I was like, man, they took some tips from Thanos, man. He was beating the shit out of uh, Master Chief. Dropped that dude in space and everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, but but the whole time you're thinking that okay, you you know we're gonna get revenge. Also, let me also add like at the beginning of the game, the Banish are attacking the USS Infinity, uh, which is the spaceship, uh, the big giant ship that we've been on since Halo Four with uh Lasky and uh all the the new Spartan fours and everything like that. But yeah, that's been that's been attacked and destroyed by the uh, by Atriox, and it's been it's forced all of the the remaining U, UNSC uh, soldiers and Spartans to the to the to the the new Halo ring uh, that we uh, what's this Halo ring called? I forget the name. Zeta. The uh, Z- uh, Zeta, right? Yeah. The yeah. Zeta ring, Zeta Halo. So everyone is pretty much scattered all over the place, and. By the time the by the time our our adventure starts is our adventure starts it's been like i believe it's been years it's been like five years i believe that has passed has passed and uh you, uh oh no i'm sorry six months later i'm not not years six months later six months later's passed and then we halo i mean master chief is captured is uh recovered by um uh by a, a pilot um uh, his name is fernando esparza and uh he's and they pretty much go on this adventure on the ring to try to figure out what happened and as you go out through the ring you start hearing all these these audio calls like every now and then you'll pick up these audio calls these data pads and you'll hear atriox talking and but you you and you're thinking the whole time you, you know you, you you this is the ending is probably going to lead to a big rematch between you and atriox but that never happens because throughout the whole game it's implied that atriox died like at some point between <laughs> you know the beginning of the game and master in those six months uh atriox is dead so i was like man that's fucked up so i'm never gonna fight atriox i was like man it's fucked up man what the fuck is going <laughs> i was like three four three yep right i was like i was like whoa 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 don't, don't do that shit don't be doing killing characters off screen now important characters but the whole time uh the whole time you know, you it, it becomes it becomes reality as you release. It's, it's there's someone else in Atriox's place named Esheram, Esheram. If I pronounce his nice his uh, mm-hmm. name uh, correctly, but he's pretty much the new leader of the eight of the uh, Banish now. And uh, so you you end up fighting him toward the end too, and which was an awesome awesome fight, which is pretty cool because that he was he was definitely annoying. And I think I have this I have that fight scene recorded, so I'll put some uh, footage of that. But uh. But yeah, you end after you kill him and you beat beat the game. There's like a secret ending. There's a secret ending where, uh, like I said before, there's a new threat called the Endless. We do not see it in the game. We do not see the Endless in the game yet. And so I believe that'll be on maybe the DLC or whatever comes next. But uh, we see that a a door is being unsealed and unlocked, and then we get a a pan 
of Atriox, who looks very angry and very pissed off. And he looks like he's about to use the endless to cause some havoc. So I was clapping. I was like, okay, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me let's, let's gear up. Let's get it. Let's get it. But then I, I but know. then I was then I was like, you know what? I'm probably not gonna get to see that because it's gonna be five years before I see the next game. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my, my enthusiasm severely declined in that time span. But yeah, man, Atriox is a is is a big time villain. So I, um, I guess they're just saving him. I'm, I guess they're just saving him and and. And, um, which is which is all right because I thought Escheron was a good villain. I thought he was pretty cool, and um, mm-hmm. you know I thought that was pretty cool. So, but yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what they do with Atriox because he's he's a badass and he he's really a badass and and he's gonna be uh, an opponent that's gonna be a thorn in, in Master Chief's side for uh, for sure because he you know like I said when you got somebody you know grabbing onto your leg and swinging you against warthogs and shit and and you know swing you around like a rag doll and even master chief even says it master chief is like you know he's like what happened with you and and and, and atriox he's like he beat me mercifully 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 what this what i can't get that fucking word out but he's like he beat me calculatedly like he like the way Master Chief was explaining he's like damn like he took my whole he brought my whole morale down mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like damn that's, that's master chief saying that shit he's like he beat the fuck out of me that's master chief was yeah, basically yeah, he's like you he basically saying I got my ass kicked. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see what they do with Atrax. I think Atrax is an interesting character, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, cool, cool. Well, looking forward to what they do in the future. Fix the multiplayer, the little issues that we said, but it, overall, um, it's strong launch for Halo. I'll, I'll give him that. It's a strong launch overall for for Halo. Um. Let's hop into this Activision lawsuit. Marv, I know this was something that you were talking about earlier today. You want to kind of just give us a little brief overview of what that, what what, what all happened with the uh, lawsuit? So what's going on with the lawsuit is that, um, I mean, as many people know and play Warzone, like Warzone, even though they've come up with a new version, it's riddled with hackers and riddled with cheaters. Apparently a big initiative when they started rolling out the newer updates for Warzone was to create a better anti-cheat system, especially with Vanguard coming into play because of the simple fact that in previous versions of Warzone, like that was the main reason why like their player count dropped was because of that. So what happened is, is that Activision basically made this huge lawsuit that um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they filed it in Germany and the U.S. To basically sue this company that's in Germany that makes the software that people pay for in order to cheat on Warzone. So the reason why this is a big deal is because anything with the legal system and law, it sets a precedent. So if Activision wins, like that is something that's basically now etched in the book of law that other companies can use in order to go after you know companies that do similar things and typically when precedents are set that increases the odds for the party that is trying to win to come out on top another reason why this is huge is because that lawsuit is literally like totaling up to like a billion plus dollars and how they calculated it is that basically the money activision is losing they calculate basically like okay you all charging people and the software is not cheap it's like a hundred to three hundred dollars like literally to use like it's nuts so for every user that you had that paid that money 
like basically they're tolling that up and that's what they're suing them for and i think the amount came up to like dang near close to a billion dollars so if you got a number that heavy like company the company that actually has the software like literally they like snatch their product off the internet and like all this other type of stuff and people are scrambling around and try to do the same thing because you know hey it's gonna start it's basically starts like a butterfly effect like hey if activision take these people down then it's just gonna keep rolling out another thing too that's crazy that a lot of these companies feel like they can get away with it because people who manufacture this cheating software they feel like they're working anonymity like people don't know who they are but here's a crazy thing about the law you can sue somebody and not have to know their name you can have a tagline you can have like a nickname they may use on the internet so say for instance like if somebody wants to sue up on the shoe program right they can just sue the shoe program they may not know our names at all they don't know they they know it's a thing and we are liable for that thing but they physically don't have to have that information when it comes to ip in order to sue people so this is a huge deal because it's like okay if activision is doing this then it's kind of like and they win it's like well okay what are other companies going to do to really truly control cheating because those things are kind of like hand in hand in a sense like a lot of people play these games to enjoy them and they want people to keep the user base high because that makes them more money but at the same time like the people who are cheating are still buying things in game and they're still spending money so it's like okay if you cut that out of the user base and it's like what is that going to do overall and how they like the game itself other companies from doing the same thing for other games and so forth because the same thing kind of like with this rockstar situation and them going after hackers well as you all know and we all know all the cool stuff that came to be from gta 5 was all done by the modding community rockstar wasn't fixing that stuff so when there's bugs in the game it took modders literally just months and or a year to just hanker down and create the fix and they fixed it and people loved it and they kept playing the game and rockstar still won off of that but now since the hackers are kind of creating these mods and all that basically make a separate game that Rockstar's not making money off of that's when it's a problem versus them actually doing the work to fix the game and making it a pleasant experience for the user base the same thing is happening with Activision they're getting mad at all these cheaters who are ruining the game experience but also some of the things that these cheaters do they create fixes which they don't fix you know from Activision's end so it's kind of like well who do we hate more you know I would say I would say uh like I like with GTA 5, you know, they got the whole cops and robbers mods like that. People like the live stream and, and they like the role play, uh, you know, stuff like that. When you mod and stuff like that, that's fine because there's not really a competitive thing right there. You know what I'm saying? That's not really a competitive thing. When it comes into a competitive uh, playground like Warzone, that's where the issue comes in. And I believe that company uh, Marv is referring to is called engine owning. And uh, and yeah, like I, I'm, my question is is why has why is it this this late and why is Activision this late in the game to file a lawsuit against uh, uh, this company and other companies that's putting out these cheats or other individuals putting out these cheats because yes it's ruining your game you know a lot of people don't want to play Warzone because they know that there's cheaters on there you know what I'm saying so uh, you know I do understand that they're like I think Activision has a strong case here but. It, you know, I, I'm I'm starting to think that maybe it's you know it's probably too too late. You know, uh, you know they put out the anti-cheat software that did little to nothing because of course you know someone's going to find a way to you know get past that and, and break through right. that. And and then now you got companies selling you know you know cheat software. You know, 2K had a similar situation where they, they were selling literal devices 
um i can't think of the names but little devices where you can press one button and your the player will automatically shoot a green you know what i'm saying like why you know they finally you know luckily 2k after a while 2k was able to uh put it you know put it in their their build um a, a way to block those uh those things but this is just uh you know i, I mean good for them but it's 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 really late in the game to be doing this because i, I would have been given lawsuits i would have been given lawsuits way early for people trying to fuck up the game so mm-hmm. you know this is ridiculous and for all you cheaters out there that feel that y'all need to have y'all have to go out there and buy these cheat codes to play like y'all suck y'all can suck a bunch of uh uh <laughs> because <laughs> that's ridiculous that's the thing <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i'm sorry this is it made me mad because for y'all to have to go to verge verge y'all, y'all gotta go y'all gotta go all go through all of that just to cheat just to win i do not i cannot i cannot fix my mind to understand how how that makes me happy knowing that i'm winning a war zone by straight up cheating that does not bring any happiness to me like i don't get a dopamine hit because you know i cheated you know what i'm saying so you have to be like these little kid trollers that just want to troll and and ruin other players days so maybe that's what they get out of it they just want to you know fuck your experience up and that's what they get out of it that that's that's sad that's really sad and i guess well you know what y'all don't care Y'all don't care. <laughs> so you know what? I, I I understand. Y'all don't care. That's that's the whole point. So F all y'all. You know what I'm saying? F all y'all. Activision, sue the shit out of him, please. Shoot sue the shit out of him. This is ridiculous. Yeah, bro. Cheating is, I, 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 I just wanna say I remember a time where I could play first person shooters and never have to worry about shit like this. Now it's, it's gotten ridiculous. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't have much to add. Uh Jay, you right. Sue the hell out of him. Cause uh it's different than the GTA thing where mods are actually making people have fun and bringing, and they're actually bringing people to GTA. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like a game that's been out for right. 10 years. I mean, people are still playing it. People are still playing like it came out last week. But uh, from experience and having played Warzone for two years straight and knowing that little after we got on, cheating just became crazy to where you get scoped from literally across Verdansk like that's it was getting to be stupid like people weren't even you you knew when people were cheating or you're shooting somebody all the bullets are going in them their health is not going down at all and they shoot you twice and you and you and you uh you downed so i'm with activision on this one soon please soon get them out of there because it makes the experience in warzone not fun it makes people just want to leave so yep i'm i'm with them Moving forward, Jay, we were, we were just talking about GTA. Let's talk about this Dr. Dre uh, DLC. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I just want to say that this might be one of the worst DLCs that Rockstar has. <laughs> um, there's literally no point to this, honestly. Like, they're trying to give something to the fans. And to, to, to a point, actually. I mean, there's a point of money, I guess you could say. But, I mean, they're making it anyway. Um my thing is when i say there's no point the story is is pointless um i don't really care about what's going on in the story and nothing to really draw us back to keep to continue playing uh we're going to the same old buildings we were going to 10 years ago the fib building 
the buildings downtown. It's like the same stuff. We're continuously doing the same things and you try to throw a little new spin on it, but it's exactly the same thing. Um, me and Jay are currently playing with another uh, friend of ours, my cousin with Greg. And since we didn't purchase the building and we're, we're going through Greg's profile to play these missions, we don't see any of the cutscenes. So I don't know what's going on. And even if I was watching the cutscenes, from what Greg's telling me, the cutscenes are like five to 10 seconds long. So what is the purpose <laughs> of this DLC? If you're not gonna show everybody- I know the exact purpose If word. you're not gonna put on there and tell us what's exactly going on. Now, I don't know if Marvin's about to talk about this whole soundtrack thing. That's cool and all, but I ain't heard, I heard one song from the soundtrack that was actually fire. Not even gonna lie, me and Jay were like- okay. Soundtrack is hard, not We were like, lie. okay. Soundtrack, this this song, this song, whatever this song is, this song is fire. One of the fire songs in, in the whole game. But we heard the song for about 20 seconds, then the mission started. And Greg went back to the thing. He went back to his building after the mission was over. And five second cutscene that me and Jay did not see. And we started the next, and we started the next yeah. <laughs> So what I'm saying is you've had DLC before that was really immersive. We were doing the whole high stuff, even when you did the casino stuff. Whenever we would join groups in that, we would bring the whole group in, we would see all the cutscenes. It felt like we were actually doing something and there was a goal. Right now I'm just making money, basically, and trying to help Dr. Dre, but I don't know what the end game is because they haven't really told us what the end game is for this. So right. me personally, this is the worst DLC in GTA history. Um, and <laughs> if, if you really wanted the whole purpose of this was to, for, for Dr. Dre to get out some music, you just drop that shit on album music. That's simple. Um, True. But Jay, how do you feel? I know I share the same sentiments, man. Like, I I don't ever recall doing um, a story DLC, and you know, no matter no matter who was leading the party, you know, we would all be able to see the you know the uh, cutscenes that play out and stuff like that. You know, and I like because I you know there I just you know the. From what they showed during the ad for the advertisements of this, uh, was definitely different from what we, you know, what we experienced in the game. At least us, like you said. Um, but yeah, this was definitely this was definitely weak. Uh, I will say that some of the music that we were hearing by Dr. Dre, that shit was fire. I will say that. It was. Yeah, it was. So uh, yeah, they. Be drug detox, you, uh, <laughs> <Hey>, what? <laughs> Look, he he still need the job detox. <laughs> he ain't doing that, bro. But yeah, man, this was this was this was definitely a very weak um uh a very weak DLC. I, I it was cool to see Franklin back for the the time that I you did get to see him, but uh this is kind of late in the game, man. I don't know if I you know I think this I think I don't I, I want to say GTA GTA is is kind of you know uh, is is kind of over and done with, with these DLCs, but apparently they still making them. Uh, making them out or whatever and, and, and apparently this is supposed to be canon to the story so this is officially canon um in mm. the you know, official gta 5 story so i mean it was i would say that you know it was fun for the time that we got to you know because i hadn't played gta 5 in a while so it was fun downloading and getting back into the world i had bought me a bentley in the game a nice ass bentley that ej destroyed well, and uh but well, it was well, <laughs> so but yeah, man. So uh, this was not it. I give it a. I don't. I don't even think we finished all of it yet. I think we still need to finish it. Yeah. But 
Uh, but yeah, it was this was definitely weak. I, I there was there there were there were other memorable memorable uh, uh, DLCs, and also to even start this DLC was fucking confusing in the first place. Like to to even start it was just doing a whole bunch of. Uh, trying to figure it out. We had to look it up how to uh, start it. I remember Greg and EJ were going about to bite each other heads off trying to figure out <laughs> how to activate the shit. That was that was you would have thought they would have it would have been seamless, you know. But it well, wasn't. Let's just be real. it wasn't so much the fact that GTA made it hard. Greg was being a dumbass and he just don't listen and he gets in those moods. You know, I mean, <laughs> let's just be real. But yes, it may have been a little bit more trickier than, than it has been in the past. But we know the real reason of why. It took us that long. <laughs> right, right. So, but yeah, man, uh, definitely, um, yeah, that was definitely weak. But uh, you know, we, we, you know, like we all said, we, you know, we ready for GTA Six. So this is just something to, just to, just to keep us busy and get us to GTA Five. I guess they didn't want to add Dr. Dre in there, to, uh, you know, so and Franklin in there to, you know, to get us excited. So that's all this was. Yep. Um. Let's also get into Rainbow Six Extraction, fellas. I know, Jay, you had mentioned to us that this was about to drop on Game Pass coming up soon. Um, me and you, Jay, we played with Cam, and I think we played with Greg once. We played... What was the last Rainbow Six that they had out? The three-man team? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege? Oh, uh, uh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. We played Siege. I, that's for me. Siege was, Siege was cool. Um, I think it could have been a lot better. But extraction actually looks pretty fire from looking at the trailer and breakdown of the uh, of the game that we saw the other day, the four minute breakdown. So that actually looks pretty cool. Um, Marv, I know you watched it too. You think this is something that we should get, or this is something that uh, will be pretty good on Xbox, or what? I mean, Rainbow Six is going to do well regardless because people play Rainbow Six, so I think it'll do. If it's as cool as how it looks, I think it'll be well something new to play. I don't know if it's going to be a formidable opponent to be able to kind of like get as many eyes on it as a Warzone or a Halo, but it's solid. I think for those people who are true Rainbow Six fans, they'll play it. Now, is it going to have staying power? As we've seen in the history past of Rainbow Six games, like they look great, they come out, we play them. But for some random reason, they kind of lack that Genesee Qua to keep the user base, you know, the same. So it's just like, um, what was the last Rainbow Six game that came out where it's like you can slide and fall down and like you got injuries and stuff like that? What was it? That was like Rain is like a, a Flashpoint or something like that. What was it? Is, was that it? Was it Flashpoint? Was that what you talking about a long time ago? Or it was a minute ago. Like it was supposed to be like a super realistic version of Rainbow oh, Six. Oh, he's yeah, talking Operator. about. It was. I don't know if it was Rainbow Six. I think that's. I think he's talking about Ghost Recon. Um, uh, Breakpoint. I think it was Ghost Recon. Oh, Breakpoint. Breakpoint. So you have like games like that, and Rainbow Six falls within that same vein. Like because I mean, what Tom Clancy made, you know, uh, Ghost Recon Two, as well. Like it's all within the same umbrella, but. I mean, with this whole element of like, uh, was it aliens or like zombies or like infected people or something like that, Amy? Yeah, like, like it's aliens. Aliens. Yeah, it's yeah. aliens. If you bring in that element, I think it's unique and it's cool, but we'll we'll see. I'll have to see the gameplay and see the real time. Trailers always look great, man, but at the end of the day, I got I to gotta start seeing the trailer of like real live gameplay footage in order for it to make sense for me. Like I'll play it because if it comes out on Game Pass, I'm going to definitely give it a go. Mm -hmm. 
But if it's not on Game Pass and you gotta actually buy, definitely not giving it my sixty. For dang sure, not. of course not. Yeah, this ain't but, like yeah, if he if he get if he had Game Pass, I'm definitely trying. I ain't got nothing to lose there. You know, give me a, if it's a hit, then so be it. You know, it's the same thing with like Battlefield or whatever, right? Like they didn't. I don't think Battlefield hit Game Pass. Like you actually have to buy Battlefield. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know about all that. Like, from what I'm hearing, I'm not gonna give you all my money. It's like not not the whole kit and caboodle, but hey, if it hit Game Pass, I'll try it out, see if it works, and keep it pushing. I think it's going to be a, a nice pace change for like most games that we play in the pace because Rainbow Six doesn't play like anything else. Well, you mentioned tw- Battlefield 2042. And we'll talk about that because um, there's some news about that that I think that'll be pretty good for us to try out. But I will say that uh, this um, this is definitely cool because Rainbow Six Siege is a very popular game, very pop- uh, popular tactical shooter. One of, I think it's one of uh, Ubisoft's best um, titles in the Tom Clancy series, uh, aside from Ghost Recon. Uh, but this is, uh, this looks this looks really cool, and it's a, it's a spinoff from Rainbow Six Siege, so if, you, if the gamers out there, y'all, if y'all familiar with Siege, you'll definitely, uh, definitely love this, uh, this take on it. And, uh, and, and it's free on Game Pass, so, you know, Game Pass keeps winning. They keep winning, AAA titles again, coming to uh, Game Pass gate, uh, day one. Uh, so you, you can't, you can't lose with that. And Ubisoft is also on the, um, Man, Ubisoft is on on track to to release a bunch of games in the Tom Clancy universe because we have uh, there's I you know I told EJ when this came out I thought they renamed the game, but actually I was wrong. There's again another Tom Clancy game, Marv. It's called Tom Clancy's X Defiance. Whatever the fuck that means. I don't but, know uh, what that means. <laughs> but uh, apparently there's gonna be, uh, the game. It's a a free a free to play multiplayer game. It's going to be an arena shooter, so uh, it's going to be like you. Uh, all the players are going to be uh, in certain factions: Ghost Recon factions, Splinter Cell factions, and the in the division uh, factions, which I thought was cool. So it'll have like six v six game modes and stuff like that. So that'll be pretty cool. But um, uh, we haven't heard a, a release date. Like you got previewed at one of the gaming events, but we haven't heard a release date for it. Then we have another Ghost Recon. Uh, Ghost Recon game in the in Ghost Recon franchise with Frontline, and um, that's supposed to be that was uh, announced in October, and that's supposed to be an extra title, and that was going to be um, that was going to be the the fir- our, our first experience at a uh, Tom Clancy uh, live service game, because that was going to be a, it's going to be a live service first person MMO type you know uh, battle royale game, so it's going to that's so Ghost Recon is officially going battle royale and to be honest to be honest um uh a ghost a battle royale within the ghost recon the ghost the ghost recon type of game that works a battle royale works in that type with for a in a ghost recon in a ghost recon type atmosphere so i'm very interested in seeing that but oh the only thing with ghost recon frontline it it got delayed indefinitely because apparently when when they put out the trailer for it it was not well received so we do not have a a release date um for that game that title anytime soon mm. gotcha. so. all right well i mean i know some of the rainbow six games have been pretty good the last one we played siege was cool i know me and mar played i think it was rainbow six vegas mar when we was in college um yeah vegas was actually pretty nice so vegas, vegas yeah was vegas cool. was cool for the time so 
Um, we'll see how extraction is. Like, like Marv said, it's on Game Pass. And I'm willing to give any game that looks okay on Game Pass a chance because I can always delete it. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'll uh, I'll give it a go. We'll see how it is. Right. And uh, last thing today, fellas, E3 will be online only again this year due to uh, COVID. Now, Jay, there's one thing I don't know about that I didn't read, and I, I'm thinking, I'm guessing, since they haven't been a part of it for the last two years, but I don't think Sony is going to be a part of it again this year. Um, no, because they're going to do their own thing. They've been trying to pull away yeah, from they're it. they're probably going to do their own thing again. <clears throat> Xbox, not sure if they are. I mean, they've been, they've still been doing stuff at E3, so maybe they'll do another E3 event. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't really do as much, I think, now, because... I think the big thing about E3 was going and seeing the shit in person. Um, right. right. E3 is kind of pointless yeah, now because every game company is kind of like what we discovered with COVID and when that whole controversy came out that these companies weren't rocking with them, especially with Sony pulling out. They're doing their own showcases. They don't need E3 anymore. Yeah. E3, in my opinion, is going to become a showcasing for developers only, not the actual companies that own the software that the games play on. So they're going to do their own thing. They're going to display all the game companies, consoles from Nintendo to Microsoft and Xbox and Sony. They're going to have their own presentation for exclusives and what they're doing with their services because everything is now about to be a pay-to-play model. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So with Game Pass, we're just going to be like, hey, we got this deal locked in with this developer. They're making an exclusive over here. This is what we got to offer with you with Game Pass. Boom, 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 right? It's like, for instance, how Netflix be making movie announcements and what they're doing with actors, right? And again, these exclusive content deals that they got driving through where, like, look at, for instance, that Don't Look Up movie. That went straight to Netflix. These companies are about to do the same thing. E3 is literally about to be something that's probably going to be a platform for indie games and, like, people who are developing titles that are for all systems and they just want that exposure to be able to talk about it especially if they're not like an ubisoft or a main big company or whatever that can't pay for all their marketing and they still need to get exposed somehow other than that ain't no point because look at the past what three four years of e3 they really told us nothing they barely got trailers up the trailers be trash they be rough and the game looks bad we get they get cooked on reddit to get cussed out on Twitter and then they come back talking about oh it was bad we didn't mean to release this we're gonna change this and we got a new updated one here that they're gonna end up dropping on IGN or YouTube and call it a day man the days of convictions and all that stuff where people found out information that's dead bro the internet's moving too fast back in the day I remember you had to go to E3 to hear anything you had networks like G4 where it's like okay we gotta come here in order to figure out what the new game system is gonna be now Microsoft man they doing this stuff like they dropping surprise albums like Beyonce bro hey they gonna get on Twitter. Hey, by the way, we got a new Xbox coming twenty twenty four up. Let everybody know we back up. That's it, and leave. They're not gonna give no details on it. They'll release it when they release. It's it. kind of how I don't. I don't get. I haven't been excited about E three in a it's minute. It's kind of like how they did Jay with Outsiders. We ain't know nothing about that game, and then they were like, "Oh, brand new triple A game dropping next Tuesday." What? <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody runs to it because it's no point. E three has no point, bro. COVID is making this way more apparent to let us know how pointless a lot of things that they did back in the day was. We don't need that. We're on the internet too much, bro. Get it straight to the consumers, dude. And we work too much, bro. We're grown. Gaming is an expensive hobby now. So it's like, fam, I got to go to work. I'm not going to have time to be sitting up here looking at a TV, figuring out what y'all going to do. I don't. So, hey, it's going to come out if I catch it on my phone via Twitter and y'all live streaming it. Great. If not, 
I'm going to literally hop on YouTube, catch the highlights, and get what I need to get and keep it pushing. That's just what it is, man. Y'all paid the influencers and the people who make YouTube content are the people who need to be there and the folks that are media in order to be able to cover, dissect the information and give it to the consumer. But the consumer themselves, E3 ain't got no incentive for them no more, man. It used to be a time where you went to E3, you got exclusive access to games and things like that. You got the handle, uh, hey, they would have a console there like months in advance of it dropping. You know, that's not the case no more. They're not doing none of that. You hear from these influencers and people who game and make podcasts and all of these different shows and all of that where they can tell you about their experience, but what do they put them on? NDAs and they have them have a buffer and a lag period before they can start releasing information about whatever it is and they get the uh, the embargoes get lifted on their content. So it's like, okay, they experienced it, but they can't tell us about it. So it's like, what's the point? Right. What's the point? The new E3 is us. <laughs> us. Us. It's us who got podcasts. It's us who have Preach YouTube tomorrow. channels. Preach. It's us who are influencers and people who actually do the work and enjoy the gaming space to translate that to our audience audiences. And that's who these companies are paying to get access to. E3 is just a, a front for to it, the E3 is the front to attract those people that they can sit down and work out deals with and create some kind of mutual beneficial situation decision to filter out, you know, this content to create like concentrated marketing and keep it pushing because no one cares no more they're not putting that much emphasis i miss the days of us sitting back and literally watching an nba game and then we see a game trailer played on television that's dead bro we're not seeing that no more activision do that with call of duty but think about it they're like a multi-million dollar company that's about to be dead because they get sued now (laughs) all these other companies man like that does a horizon zero dollars and all this snap that's not happening. They're not putting the money up for that, bro. Because they're too busy trying to make money. They're greedy. It will cost them more money to do that, which they're going to have to make up with microtransactions in the game. And some of these single-player story games, you know, for P- for Sony and so forth, they're not about to eat up their budget doing that. It's not going to happen. Think about this. We didn't even see any commercials for the Dr. Dre DLC for GTA. And this is Dr. Dre. And I know he got on that DLC because, hey, we saw what his ex-wife got for that divorce settlement. He recouping that money somehow. <laughs> to being right, real, right. like the days of that is over. The days of that is over. Then another thing too, we would much rather look at content from our influencers and their point of view because they can make they make this boring monotonous content that these developers make and create entertaining. So I don't want to hear about what these dudes at Microsoft gonna give us this media trained explanation behind their games. But hey, I'll listen to Angry Joe about it because he's gonna give us the real. Right, right. I'm listening to Black Akagi about it because he's going to make some comedy out of it. I'm going to listen to Drifter because Drifter's going to break it down in a very analytical form. I'm going to listen to Legacy Killer because Legacy Killer is going to filter out all this information about, hey, this is the truth. This is my opinion. Hey, y'all make out of it what y'all want to, and I'm going to follow back up with y'all on this because I'm focused on this because this is what my personal interest is. And you pretty much create your own information channel of what you really want to see versus back in the day when E3 used to go on when I was in high school or whatever in Little Rock you have to watch G4 all day and they had yep. like a 12 hour news cycle for G4 I had to sit back and wait and watch and be like okay I'm gonna have to look through all of this Nintendo information before we got the Sony and then once I got the Sony I'm up here just waiting to see what they're gonna announce for my favorite games in and then they went on them Xbox and so forth like it's not the case no more man now if you an Xbox dude bro we didn't have this podcast do you think I would know anything about Nintendo and Sony nope Cause I'm about to be like, hey, what is Microsoft doing? 
That's the doing game pass. These games are coming out. Well, that's all I need to know for the year. Thank you all very much. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> but now since we're covering content and we're content creators and we're building up this this platform we got, it's our duty to cover it. But at the same time, we're the ones who make all we're the ones who make all this interesting. Unless you really got a passion for gaming, man, these people go into the same channels that we go to to get it quick, easy, digestible, get the content, show up on day of purchase to get it, and keep it pushing, bro. Other than that, there's no point. E3 is dying, man. I, I I never thought it would be, but COVID showed us that, man. Yeah, E3 COVID I mean, very fast. E E3 was already dying from the aspect that you know uh companies like sony and nintendo were leaving to, to do their own conferences mm -hmm. and 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 now now it's it's like it's starting to be normalized now like even x even microsoft even though microsoft will probably more than likely be at this e3 showing off some of their stuff like a week a week or two later they're going to have their own yep. xbox access yep. event and and show off their stuff so it's like I think you hit it right on the nail. Like, you know, if you're a content creator or if you are a YouTuber or you're some kind of, you know, uh, mega, uh, you know, uh, gaming info channel like IGN or something like that, and mm -hmm. it's good to be there talking to the people and networking and, and getting some insider information. Aside from that, like, every, you you know, aside from that, Xbox is going to be, these companies are going to be doing their own stuff and, you know, Places like like Marv said, places like like you know platforms like us, we're gonna be breaking the shit down and, and and really telling you if this if this if this if this shit makes sense or not. So, you know that's that's a great thing about you know having um you know no, no longer these companies having a, monop a monopoly on on this particular information now. So mm -hmm. that's, that's cool. Uh, EJ, if you don't mind, two things before we end yeah. this, I just want to say that um Mar brought up Battlefield twenty forty two. Uh, Battlefield, Battlefield 2042 will be available for free starting yesterday, January 6th. At the time of this recording, we're, we're on the, we're the 7th. Till, uh, but it will be free to play all the way to January 9th, this Sunday. So if any uh, Xbox gamers out there, you were maybe thinking about trying out Battlefield 2042, but, but was you were kind of weary because of all the issues it had at launch, but you were still interested, you can try it out for free all the way to this Sunday. And I think we should try it out too, fellas. So if y'all want to holler at your boy. For sure. You know, we, we can get on it. We can give, we can give it a roll. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so about that too. And, and <laughs> one more thing. I don't know if y'all been noticing, man, but there's been a lot of groups coming around, coming around on Twitter, social media, you know, talking about, you know, gamers, uh, you know, gamers you know we call gaming a hobby but gaming isn't really a hobby we just had some black dudes get on twitter and make a whole video about oh how... boy don't get me started on that i cooked that video so bad bro <laughs> yeah we had a video of these black hunters and they made a tiktok video about how gaming isn't being a man or being an adult <laughs> marv you want to kill people i'm starting this look if y'all follow me on twitter or at that man gilmore and that's my personal page um I saw this video and I retweet and I talk about it because I'm sick and tired of these stupid narratives that make black men and black people in general be, be monoliths. Because here's the issue that I have. First of all, we have to eliminate this idea of what masculinity in general is. Not only that, but also what black masculinity Amen. looks like. Amen. And here's the thing. Everyone has their hobbies. I'm a black man from Arkansas, dog. I'm a country dude. I know how to hunt. 
not only hunt, I know how to prep what I hunt and prep it. Preach. Ever since I was, what, as, as early as I can pick up a joystick and understand what I was doing. It doesn't make you a better man because of any of this. And, and, and also for the sake of what these dudes were talking about in context to what seemed deemed as manly and dateable for women, women don't care, bro. It's about character at the end of the day. You can shoot 15,000 ducks, man. Pardon my French, but if you a fuck boy behind the deer stand, <laughs> you, a fuck, you can be a fuck boy on the joysticks too. It exactly. doesn't matter. It's what kind of man exactly. you are, dog. No, These women don't care about that, bro. They really don't. And the ones that do, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's too many fine women out here who actually like dudes who game versus those who don't. So I don't care. No one cares, bro. Matter of fact, there's been age old stupid phrases that a lot of women share his opinion with is that like, hey, a chick would be like, look, I would much rather my dude be at the house playing 2K than to be out here cheating with exactly. you know. Exactly. And that's a stupid exactly. opinion, but it's, it's, the, it's the truth. Another thing as well, man, is this train of thought but i'm gonna get it back uh another thing is this the dude that tiktok they made a response tiktok talking about the reason why they were highlighting men getting out is that they they um highlighted some positive points which i have to give it to them which is like hey being outside and hanging with your friends or whatever is like a form of male fellowship and you can get to know guys you know with the shared activity you all are being active being healthy things of that nature but here's the issue though People act like nobody does that with gaming. We all do the same stuff. We, we are all in different states. Me and EJ are in the same state. But my thing is that like me and EJ live on literally two different sides of Dallas, bro. I barely get to see EJ, but I get to talk to him not only through this platform that we formed, but also with us gaming. I've never met Jay in my life. I plan on trying to meet him. One day if I slide to California, I got time to be in LA. But my thing is that like, dude, this is how we fellowship with friends and we create real fellowship and bonds with people we've never met all over a common activity which is gaming it's all positive we're not hurting nobody we're not spreading hate we're not you know what i'm saying uh bashing people or anything we're just cracking jokes and it's just a way it's just like mindless activity to do man i'm gonna tell you right now the chick i'm dating she's seen me play halo bro she thinks it's the cutest thing ever just how excited i am gaming again bro so i'm like any dude who steps on the platform to bash guys who play games i'm like man shut up dog you don't know what you're talking about and i'm gonna tell you right now these Gen Zers and these Gen Alpha niggas, these kids are sitting in their houses, bro, at 13 years old, stacking up more money than what these niggas who are out here hunt making by beating people's asses in Fortnite than shooting ducks. Very true. So I'm gonna tell you right now, who's smarter? The kid who's making 20, who basically paid off his college tuition by doing some stupid, idiotic stuff that seems minuscule to an adult brain, or shooting ducks making stupid TikToks like this. That kid wondering, hey, bro, how you run that bag up, fam? I mean, oh, in the, you know, I, the, I, I, I harvested Bitcoin and sold this through this medium on <laughs> Fortnite. And guys, did, I'm like, come on, stop playing, bro. Stop it, man. Just let people have their hobbies. You can do your thing and have your opinion and not throw other people under the bus. And that's the thing that I hate. I hate when nerds do this to jocks and people who seem popular. I hate when cool people sit up here and try to do that and throw people under the bus and also try to blanket statement gamers to make them seem like they're all incels and all this other weird stuff. Now I'm like, that doesn't apply to everyone, man. So I just don't like that. It's stupid. It's very, very, it's very like naive and very closed-minded to think that when it's 2022 and gaming is a major industry and everyone participates in it from the, the biggest celebrities to the most unknown nerdy weirdo dude in some west bumblefuck town in iowa no one cares bro it's just something everyone loves to do with big money now so that's that's dead 
No one right. wants to hear that. And also, here's another thing. It's COVID outside, cuz. That too. Nobody. That too. I think the main thing, though, is that, um, you know, that's just a, an example of, that's an example of toxic masculinity to me. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't challenge my masculinity because, you know, I, I like the game. You know, you can, like, like Mara said, and I said this on Twitter too. I put it on Twitter. I was like, you can do both. You can hunt and be a gamer. Like you can, you, we, you know, one of this podcast, we, all of us work, you know, all of us work. We all provide for our own or, you know, whatever. So it, it ain't like we out here, I'm homeless and you know, I, I got to play this game. I got need it in my life. You know what I'm saying? No, it's just, we out here making money. You know, somebody got to pay these bills for this internet. You know what I'm saying? I got high speed internet. You Never know what I'm saying? Never had a woman complain ever, bro. Right. So you chill chill out with that man chill out with that stuff like if you want hunter that's nice go, go, you know go kill deer and hogs and everything that's nice you know what i'm saying but you know don't come over here gaming gaming is the number one entertainment of today and like mar said many many adults grown growner than those those fellas in that video are playing them and making money off of them so it is what it is. I just wanted to put, I just wanted to talk about that because I'm it's I'm tired of seeing stuff like that. I'm like it's don't a, it's a such a stupid narrative, man. It's so freaking dumb. It's the right. dumbest narrative I've ever heard. But that was one of the basis for us starting the shoe program in the first place. You had you know all all of us are, are working working class men, black fellas as well, <laughs> and we love the game. It's our hobby. You know what I'm saying? I got other hobbies. Gaming is gaming is not exactly. my only hobby. It's one got, of them. You know, yeah, it's one of them. So you know i mean so, you know i just want to say that you no, know you you're right i mean Sorry. i was gonna say one quick thing and, and not draw on it too long but i mean basically people say shit to get seen and to get heard and honestly they say stuff that, to right. draw a response out of people and they know that it's gonna get likes they know that's gonna get they know it's gonna get views they know they're gonna get people to follow them when they say stupid shit so when they when people do stuff like this i honestly don't really take it seriously um, it's just something that they do because they're trying to go viral so they can be the next person to go viral, honestly. Because everything y'all just mm -hmm. said is 100% correct. We all hobby, we all game. Like Marvin, we're all into sports. As you know, the, the shoe program and the EJ&J podcast, we talk about more than just video games if you're paying attention. We talk about movies, we talk about sports, yeah. we talk about current events. Gaming is just an aspect, it's just one aspect of the entertainment that we cover. So, and that goes for most most people who play gaming. They're not into just one thing. So when people say stupid shit like that, bro, to me, I look at it and then I keep scrolling because I, I don't have time for the dumb shit. I laugh. And then what was funny is that I was like, bro, no, nobody care about what y'all got to say because all of y'all dudes from cities, nobody exactly. care about, man. One dude's from Arkansas. So I was up there just like, all right, I'm going to give you a pass because you're the home team. I don't know where you, what part of Arkansas you from. I'm going to give you a slight pass. Everybody else, I'm like, fam. You're listening to dudes that are from places that don't have access to Wi-Fi. Yeah. I'm good. Like, leave me alone. Exactly. Leave me alone, bro. But what's crazy alone. is this: you, you bringing this <laughs> up kind of ties into this other thing that I want to talk about. But we're gonna have to save it for the next podcast because we don't have enough time. I think it, I think I think we could actually talk about this for the entire podcast. But Jet Marvin, I know you've heard of it already. Jet, you might have heard of it. But the Fresh and Fit podcast, Marv. Oh, oh yeah. God! Don't get me into that, bro. We gotta talk oh, about that. We'll have to save like, that for yeah. the next podcast because yeah. we'll literally be on here for another hour. So, yeah, I'm about to sound because, yeah, because I got a whole thing of just cooking the whole like lame nigga to podcast pipeline yeah. is terrible. And that's the reason why, like, I agreed personally to be a part of the shoe program 
because we're not talking about dating and I don't ever want to talk about dating on this platform either because it's such a recycled topic so I would much rather cover what we cover and give actual fresh views on things that isn't heard much versus 70 million niggas getting on podcasts just to either A, bash women or talk about dating and I'm just like, fam go date y'all spend more time talking about it versus doing it and I'm not one of them so I'm just not I, I don't want to get into it either. But I got a lot of knowledge about that topic and those dudes on that podcast and just podcasting in general because as EJ knows, I've been listening to podcasts for a very long time. So I've seen them come and I've seen them go. Yeah. So it's just kind of my thing that I do, honestly, just just to hear people say random things on mic. Doesn't mean I'm a fan. I just like hearing what's going on outside to just know, hey, these people exist in the world and you need to be aware of who these people are so you know who not to fuck with and who exactly. to fuck with. But uh, fellas, right. I think that's it for today. Um, as usual, appreciate everybody tuning in. Marv, take us away, bro. All right, man. That is another episode of the Shoot Podcast and the first one of the great year 2022, man. Thank you all for riding with us and also tuning in. If you like, please follow all of us on all of our personal socials. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at, at Batman Gilmore. EJ can provide his socials and Jay can provide his socials if you all like. I'm just y'all can reach me at the shoe program. I'm just I don't want to give out my personal <laughs> stuff right now. <laughs> so, so just, uh, hey, look, I I just privated my personal Instagram because I'm yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to move over to some uh, serious things. So my Instagram is closed uh, for only family and friends right now. If you want to get in touch with this, me, I mean, I'm pretty. I work. My job really isn't inhibited by social media. It actually, I need it in order to be. Uh, uh, a little bit more vocal but um, follow us at the shoe program if you want to reach any of us we all got access to that page follow us on YouTube at the shoe program also follow us on Spotify that is predominantly where we get most of our listens from and it's the most efficient platform to be able to reach us so far as podcasting goes not only do you need to follow the shoe program but also check out the EJ and J podcast when they do drop under the shoe program as well to be able to get more insight on other entertainment news and other mediums that we do focus on and speak about on our platform so thank you all so much for tuning in and until next time man peace out and much love to you all peace peace